I am Nicholas Borneus of Capital Inc. and I would like to welcome you all to uh, this uh, session. Uh, we have been talking about uh, decarbonization, we have been talking about finance, and now we have a session with um, Dora Mace Koskota, who is a partner of Stevenson Harwood, and Dora is going to put the, whole, the two together. So we are going to be discussing exactly as the title says, how green is green and what are the various green financing options uh, and how do they all tie together. So I'd like to welcome Dora to thank her for being part of our event and for being a sponsor. And uh, by the way, please, um, you, uh, those attending, you can submit your questions using the Q&A button at the bottom of the screen. And then Dora will um, take them uh, after her presentation. Dora, thank you, the floor is yours. Thanks, Nicholas. Thank you very much to Capital Link and to you for giving me this great opportunity. Um, as you say, um, I've got a short period of time, but I will try to put uh, how green is green into the context of uh, ship finance in particular. Um, so, Eleni, do you want to uh, kick off with the slides? Thank you. Sorry, I was trying to share them, but we had a bit of a, of a glitch on my part earlier. So, Eleni, I will be kindly sharing her screen with us. So, um, first thing is first, um, uh, the overview of what I, I want to speak about today. Uh, Eleni, you can move on to the next one. Um, a little bit of history and background for ship and ship finance. Um, I will not spend a long time on that uh, because I'm sure you will all know that and you will hear about it quite a lot today. But I think it's uh, always very useful to have a bit of uh, context um, in terms of, um, of how we got here, uh, regulatory-wise in particular. Um, I will then go to discuss uh, what I mean by different shades of green in ship finance, uh, particularly what does this mean in terms of ship owners and banks in practice, um, and I will link that uh, with the impact on the loan documentation with a particular focus uh, on uh, the principles and the guidance that the LMA has given, given us in the context of green um, and sustainable finance pro uh, projects and products. Um, I'll finish off with uh, um, current market examples, which I think uh, quite a few of you were interested in. So um, I have received a few questions in advance of this. So I'm hoping that I will um, answer them during the course of the presentation in terms of what we're currently seeing in the market. But if not, as Nicola said, please feel free to submit them in, in, um, in the communication box and then we can pick them up at the end. Next one, Eleni, please. Um, the first slide that I've put up there, um, I mean, we discuss about green in the current market, um, and indeed green is trendy in the current market, um, but what is it that makes it particularly trendy or particularly uh, popular in, in ship finance and the financial sector in particular? Well, we've got increased environmental regulation, which I'm sure all of you will be aware of, um, especially climate change legislation. We've got consensus, scientific and otherwise, I think. Uh, about the likely results of climate change, despite uh, the ongoing doubts of climate skeptics. We've got definitely increased corporate commitments from lenders to reduce environmental impacts, particularly carbon footprints. I know that all of you will be aware and very familiar with Poseidon principles, which is an example of that. Um, and we will be coming back to that uh, a bit later on. Of course, we've got emerging green technologies um, that the finance market is trying to cope with and indeed uh, provide capital for. We've got definitely shifts in consumer behavior um, and that happens in shipping um, as well as the rest of the world. 
And we've also got uh, concern about the vulnerability of the financial um, services um, sector in order to, um, to facilitate and promote climate change. Next one, Eleni, please. How did we get here? I think that shows us in a, quite a visual um, way the key drivers and initiatives in this space, particularly linking it to um, ship finance. So um, I'm sure you'll all be uh, aware and have listened a lot about the IMO uh, HK Convention on Recycling of Ships. And um, this, as you will know, became a, a requirement of the EU back in 2013. So since that, uh, there has been a requirement uh, introduced in terms of how ships are uh, recycled. Before then, there was not much discussion about that at all. Then we've got the IMO commitments to, of course, cut greenhouse gas emissions by at least 50% by 2050. Um, and that has brought quite a cataclysmic effect um, in the world of shipping, but also particularly in the world, world of finance. Um, and we'll come back to that in a second. As a response to that, or partly as a response to that, of course, we have seen the Poseidon principles becoming very strong in this space. Um, the initiative started with um, 11 signatories, and now we've got, uh, I believe, 29 banks, which hold over half of the portfolio of uh, ship finance, the global portfolio of ship finance, who are signatories to the Poseidon principles. Um, and indeed, we have had the first reporting in terms of the Poseidon principles um, and very helpfully a mission statement by the banks who uh, and lenders who are signatories to it in terms of how they view the results and what kinds of commitments um, and efforts and um, indeed what uh, statements of intent they are happy to make in terms of managing their portfolios going forward with a particular linkage to their um, emissions um, compliance in their portfolio. We've seen uh, the AMO requirements in terms of low sulfur and fuel oil scrubbers and the whole discussion that we've had in shipping about that. And up there, I've put last but not least, something which is more on the documentary side, but I think is very important and very fundamental. And that is the Loan Market Association, Green Loan Principles or GLPs and Sustainability Loan Linked Principles or GLLPs. Um, which the LMA has published and which on which I will focus um, during this presentation today. I think they're very important because although they're not legally binding, they're a very, very strong uh, statement of intent. They're a very strong statement of guidance and they're very, very uh, already heavily embedded principles that the owners and the uh, various lenders in this space are trying to follow. Um, when they go into uh, green products or sustainability-linked products. Next slide, Lenny, please. Um, I've put up there the various sort of green finance products, but I've highlighted green loans and sustainable loans uh, because um, the bonds are a, a probably a separate discussion and a probably a separate se a presentation in themselves. So today, what I will be saying, particularly in terms of the LMA principles, are very much focused on green loans and, and sustainable loans. Um, next one, Eleni, please. So before we go into the principles, I've put a slide up there uh, for those of uh, you who like definitions or more words. The key point to take away from this slide and generally from this discussion is that there is no universal definition of green finance, sustainable finance and indeed of responsible investment. 
based on the principles that the LMA have published, both the GLPPs and the uh, SLLPs, um, the, the, the sort of wider or most popular definition that is used in terms of green finance is the financing of investments that provide environmental benefits in the broader context of environmentally sustainable development, while sustainable finance is the financing of investments that take into account, as the name says, environmental, social and governance considerations. Responsible investment is something to kind of be seen somewhere in the middle of or in the fringes of both green finance and sustainable finance. Um, and a popular definition is an approach to managing assets that sees investors include ESG or wider green factors in the decisions about how to invest, where to invest, um, and in the role that they play, um, you know, as players in the in the financing arena, either as owners or as creditors. Next one, Eleni, please. Um, going to the nitty gritty now of the LMA principles, um, I've said two columns there and I will be coming back to this slide quite a lot because I think it's quite a good uh, visual way of explaining the main pillars of both the GLPs and the SLLPs. So um, good things coming for, maybe, as they say. So turning first onto the GLPPs, um, there are four pillars that the LMA has published in these principles and these have to do as they're set out up there with the use of proceeds, process for project evaluation and selection, the management of proceeds and the reporting. These principles by, by way of background were first published in March uh, 2018. Um, the purpose, as you can see from the pillars, is to define what a green loan is in the case of green loans and to create a framework for the green loan market. It is not prescriptive, so as uh, the bottom of the slide says that uh, there is no standard wording, as we're very used to the sort of LMA standard wording in loan agreements, this is not the case here. But this is a very much a framework that describes how the parties should embark uh, when they come to negotiating and documenting their loans in order to create a safe framework to document green loans and in the case of the SLLPs, sustainable loans. So looking at the first principle of the green loan first, um, I've put up there the use of proceeds. This is a fundamental characteristic um, of the green loan, and that is that the proceeds must be used to finance or refinance an existing or a new green project, which needs to be specifically and quite carefully set out and defined in, in the loan agreement. Um, what can a green project be? Um, if you can turn to the next slide, Eleni. Thank you. Um, the GLPs helpfully have provided us with uh, 10 examples of green projects. And on this slide here, I've tried to set out a few categories of projects that are particularly relevant to shipping. We have seen, and of course, we've had numerous discussions over the years in terms of projects that, projects that concern scrubbers. We've seen financings and projects that concern ballast water treatment systems um, and financings to promote these. And um, we've seen financings in relation to LNG vessels and so on and so forth. But it can be a little bit more creative than that. It can be about research and development expenses, so long as these fall within um, wider green finance uh, project principles. It's important to remember that the whole loan doesn't have to be green. So this provides some kind of flexibility, particularly to owners, uh, because 
a lot of the perhaps smaller players and owners, um, while they will have some level of green expenditure that they can take um, within their budget is not necessarily the case that they will have whole green projects to fund. So the way to do this is in terms of the documentation is to have a separate tranche or a separate part of the loan being available for what is then more narrowly construed as the green project, for example, scrubbers or something else that is green. Um, next slide, Eleni. Going back to the principles, it's the same slide again. Uh, the second principle has to do with what we do once we have had the green project defined. And that's that we have to set the objectives for the green project and the process by which the green project uh, will fit the eligibility criteria and also set out any exclusion criteria that will apply. And this is a whole process that actually has to be set out in the documentation in quite some detail. And this is something that external advisors to whom we will come back to in a minute will be able to advise and provide their opinions on. The third criterion is the management of proceeds. And again, that has to be carefully set out in the various loan uh, agreement provisions. Proceeds from the loan agreement need to be carefully monitored, and this needs to be set out quite carefully. That is because it needs to be ensured that they have been used towards the green project. Uh, for example, evidence that they were used to pay a builder for building a new echo ship or to fit in scrubbers or any other green kit. And um, this is in order to maintain transparency and promote the integrity of the green loan um, and avoid what is now being called in the market as greenwashing, which is uh, trying um, to use the proceeds for something that else that is not uh, part of the green project. Last but definitely not least is uh, the reporting. The borrowers are advised to maintain clear reporting on the green project and how the funds from the green loan have been used. Um, this should have an annual, uh, an annual reporting link, so that should be set out in the documentation. Um, and, and that will help with, again, showing how the proceeds have been used, but also what the benefits of the proceeds in the context of the green project are. Turning to the right of this slide and moving into sustainable loans, the principles here uh, in quite a similar way to the green loan principles in the sustainable loans area, we've got the sustainable sustainability linked loan principles. Um, the purpose of the sustainability loans is not to finance the green project or a green project as such, but it is very much to motivate borrowers to become greener by introducing sustainability targets into their operation of the business. So this is where the main difference comes when we come to discussing sustainable loans and sustainable projects. The main way that these products work is that they incentivize the borrowers by offering them a better interest margin if they meet pre-agreed targets. Very often, uh, it is the case in the documentation that it's also agreed that if the owners do not meet these targets, then perhaps they are uh, potentially um, having to meet a higher interest margin. They are obviously attractive to ship owners who do not have the needs or resources for a specific green project as such, but who are very much beginning to incorporate ESG considerations um, and performances into their business model. And what do we mean by ESG performance exactly? So as we said, ESE stands for environmental, and S stands for social, and the G stands for governance. The most relevant that we see for shipping uh, will be your environmental and social performance. 
So your E, your capital E, will look at factors such as, as contributions to climate change through greenhouse gas emissions, waste management and energy efficiency. And the S will cover issues such as labor, um, standards within the company um, and the wider supply chain. Um, again, as with the GLPs, very similar structure by the uh, LMA. There are four core principles um, that have been produced. The first one that is up there is the relationship to the borrower's ESG performance, as you would expect. Um, the borrowers need to set out their sustainability objectives as part of their ESG performance. Again, similar to the GLPs, the SLLPs um, guidance notes list 10 categories of objectives as examples, which include reducing greenhouse emissions or water um, consumption or using more renewable energy. Once you have set your objectives, you need to set the targets. And now this is the tricky bit because how do you measure the sustainability performance of the borrower? The ship owner and the bank will need to sit down and consider carefully how the ESG performance standards will need to be set, agree on these targets during, um, during the negotiation period and then set them out in the documentation because these targets are, will, are what will apply during the uh, facility period so that the performance can be met, uh, can be measured and, uh, and then uh, met or not met according to those standards. Um, and then if we switch to the next slide, please. So this is what some of these standards uh, or targets can look like. The SPTs generally follow the 17 UN sustainable goals. And I've set up in this slide uh, some that are particularly relevant to shipping. Um, you will see those um, in many, many um, sort of ship owners' websites and in their core uh, sort of presentations and objectives in relation to sustainable goals. So, for example, life below water, um, um, industry innovation and infrastructure, and so on. Um, that is all objectives that they are. Um, that they are setting and which can then be transposed into documentation. And Lenny, next slide, please. Um, again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on reporting and on review because that's very similar to what we have examined in the context of green loans. But again, the LMA has set out standards in terms of um, um, and, and sort of objectives and guidelines as to how the reporting and the review needs to be undertaken. So Nicholas tells me that time is running out. So what I'm going to do is uh, I had a few slides that I've put in terms of benefits, uh, advantages and disadvantages for green and for uh, sustainable loans. But if we can skip those and I'll, I'll uh, leave those in the presentation, obviously, which will go on to Capital Links materials and will be publicized later. But if we skip a few slides, Eleni, I'll tell you where to stop just here. I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes just to go through the categories um, of provisions that will be affected when you're documented, when you're documenting green and sustainable loans. And these will be in your loan agreement, your definitions, where, for example, in 